All right, bet, bet, bet. All right, welcome to another episode of Fresh Pharaoh Entertainment. I'm your host, A.A. Ron, a.k.a. Horace the Pharaoh. It's your boy, Rod the Guy. <laughs> your boy, Don. And, yes. oh, no, no, go ahead. You can go ahead and introduce yourself. You're a special guest today for our topic. Yes, sir. Uh, my name is Taj, Taj Bahal. Call me whatever you want. I'm here today because uh, we're going to talk about some business. Yeah. And uh, I'm excited, man. I'm excited. Thanks for yeah. having me. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime, yeah. So our topic today overall is black entrepreneurship and how to market and promote yourselves in this age of, you know, business, like supporting black business. And we felt it was no, it felt it was important to bring someone who's doing this as of now to help speak about this topic with us. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so before we uh, get deep, uh, talk about yourself. Tell us what makes you such a prime candidate to talk about this topic with us today. All right. So uh, it started kind of back in like 10th grade. I was at school. Uh, we went to Stillwell. Uh, me and my friend Noel, we opened up a small little snack business. Mm-hmm. What set us apart from uh, everybody else is that we sold drinks. And at the time, the school, I, either they didn't have uh, the vending machines. No, they had the vending machines, but the vending machines only sold that crappy soda. That calorie <laughs> No, we weren't really messing with that. So we went to the store. We got our and we didn't just sell chips. We sold some Mexican stuff, some stuff that you Mexican. would typically you buy. Mexican. Yeah. Like, like we sold some Mexican snack cakes because uh, Noel is Hispanic, and you know we just went crazy with that, and mm. we were successful. Like we didn't just sell to the kids; we sold to a lot of the teachers too, believe it or not. And we found loopholes to where we could do that. And if they came, like if the administration came to us, we could be like, "Oh, according to the handbook, we could do this, we could do that, and we could do this here." And that's how we got away with it for a while. Nice. So after that, that uh, I started like researching some more stuff about Bitcoin because I kept seeing it everywhere. And at the time it started booming. I was like, okay, what is this Bitcoin? And then I started learning about crypto, their real estate. It just went on from there. And now here I am. I have my own music business. Well, music group. We're going to turn into a music business in the future, hopefully. And uh, we're just going to see where this takes us. I'm here for the ride. And it seems as if it was engraved in you from the beginning, right? Correct? Yeah. You just have that gene. And I think you're a prime candidate because as an African-American, you are a prime example of having to market yourself and put yourself out there constantly to show that you have what it takes. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. And with entrepreneurship as a whole, it's an element that comes, especially with with support and my question, my first question before we get deep in is how do you gather the support? Because I think getting some support from people to support your business is one of the hardest things initially, aside from family, because you might have friends who support, but they don't truly support. You know what I mean? Yeah, that part is uh, I'm still myself like there's still a lot to learn about that. I'm still working on the marketing portion of that. But what mm-hmm. I did find is that there's a difference between fans and followers of fans and consumers. So yeah, you could have a whole bunch of people following you and you could have, you could generate traffic, but is are those actual consumers? Are those actual fans, people who are invested into your product, people who enjoy what they're listening to. In my case, like we distribute music and we don't just want to have people on our Instagram 
way step on music. Mm-hmm. And uh, we don't want to. We don't just have. We don't want to have people just there to be there. We want them to listen right. to our music, give us honest feedback, and that's gonna help us. You know, we we have an audience that we're trying to serve, and we want to put out what best is what's the most appealing to them, and what makes us happy as well. Right. And why do you think? Well, this is for all of us. All of us can speak on this. But why do we think that supporting black businesses? Like when it's one of our own supporting, it uh, we don't get so much support initially. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I personally feel, even with starting this podcast, I think we've had the issue. Like you, you, we send it to people, or you might get a certain amount of watches on your story, but that does not translate over into uh, more so the views or the listens or the plays or the clicks. And. You always have to uh, say anything to people. Well, I'm going to get to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah man. Jeez. People say, that, that people say don't different. dwell too much on that. But personally, I, I just dislike that whole, I'm going to get to it. Because I'm like, well, you had time to watch it. it. You don't even have to listen to the whole thing. You know what I mean? It's just more so the gander of support overall, which I find. Cause, but then later that day, you'll see them say, let's support black businesses. Let's support black ownership. But the support is not truly there within the culture. That's how yeah I people it. just people just like to be. They like to talk and they like to seem woke, and it's just it's annoying because if you know that you're an advocate for black business or black people, and you know that you're quote unquote woke, then you won't have it goes without saying. You just support it unconditionally. Right. If you're really about that, then you don't need to put it out there all the time. You don't need to tell them, oh yeah, I'm gonna get to it. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. I listened to all the podcasts. I listened to all of you guys' stuff last week. That's what's up. I appreciate while I was driving that. I appreciate to uh, Africa, man. I, I actually enjoyed it. I really did. And it could be something as simple as that. Like, stop, stop talking. Don't say, I'm going to get to it. Just do it. And that's the thing I found out with a lot of my friends, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They all talk. You know, people like to talk a lot. And the reason why they can't, like, everybody can't be a millionaire is because, well, one of the reasons, of course, many reasons. Mm-hmm. But um, one of the main reasons is, people don't have that drive. People don't have the hustle. And you can't teach people hustle. That's the thing. You have to have it in you. And people don't have that. And So what do you think was... G- oh, go ahead, Don. Go ahead, bro. I was going to say, that's something that's like culture-wide, though. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's, you know, people see somebody doing something new. They see somebody trying to make something for themselves. And, you know, I don't know if it's, you know, trying to make sure that somebody isn't doing better than them or, you know, not just believing that somebody could create something out of nothing but it's very hard to find people that just want to support something you know unconditional they just want to support something they want to see where it goes and yeah. a lot of times people see something new and i don't know it's like they got this this thought that you know it's gonna fail or you know somebody else's support i ain't gotta do it you know what i mean yeah, yeah i feel that yeah, it's, I don't know. It's it's really whack. But, it's like a know, symptom of the generation. I feel like you know people yeah. was they don't respect the grind the journey that comes with it. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, they don't wait till it blows yeah. up and be like, oh yeah, now we're just hopping in because everyone else on it now. Yeah, like, I think oh. you put it. I think you exactly, put it perfectly bro. there, Roger. I think that was That's perfect. perfect. Yeah, because yeah. like even with music, especially with you being someone that makes and produces music, no one like back when y'all had a different name. I look. I was looking to y'all under SoundCloud, and I was like, out of all y'all followers combined, I had like over a few thousand, like all of you. And then I'm like, yo, why'd you got like four, four forty, four forty plays, like total? I was like, I'm telling you, 
it's a difference between followers and fans, but at the same time, we know ourselves into. So oh, of course. Yeah, we're at the bottom right now, man. And we we want to grind. We're with the grind. We're you have to envision yourself not just at the end. Right. I was listening to this earlier. I'm not sure where I've heard it somewhere, but heard it this week. You have to see yourself not at the end, like you at your end goal, because that's what most people do. You have your dreams, you have your your aspirations, and you only see yourself at the end being right. successful. You have to see yourself grinding, and that's the most painful part, the mm-hmm. grinding part. Yeah, and that's where a lot yeah. of people fail. I think you have to envision yourself there though too. Because if you keep seeing yourself there constantly, you're going to always want to. You know what I mean? Like, you're going to have that drop, like, yo, I want to do this. But it takes more than just saying it. You got to write it down. Because, you know, they always say the pen is mightier than the sword. That's the mm-hmm. point. I think so. Yes. Yeah. I heard that yesterday. I was listening yesterday, man. I'm telling you, that's something serious. Yeah. You write it's down the aspiration. Uh, here's a, I have a story from a, uh, I, I watched another podcast about a year ago, and it was this Jewish man. And, he became a millionaire like five times over and he went broke five times as well. But each time what? he came for something different. He, he he became a millionaire five times and went so broke. So he made a million, went broke, made a million, went broke five times. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. But wow. what he did was every time he had an idea, he he would write he said he wrote down ten ideas a day. He would just write mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Every day, no matter what, ten times a day. And one he made it. And the thing that I think he still he his fifth time he stayed he hasn't went back down now but okay. what he did was he created something that like all the stock market stock market people use it's basically an algorithm that shows you what's going to happen in the stock market and it bo- boosted him and that only goes to show that writing down your goals is just as imperative for your business than how, how acting man how he did yeah. something most people don't ever do in a lifetime five times over. Right, right. So people, people yeah. are gonna clown him. People are gonna be like, he went broke five times, but he made it back five times as well. Exactly. exactly. They call it um cracking the wealth code. My mentor yeah. is actually um a millionaire. He works mm-hmm. with my dad, and he was teaching me. Yeah, there's a difference between you know just getting money. Yeah, you could be a surgeon, your engineer, your whatever, your lawyer, but that's not real wealth. Right. Because wealth is a mm-hmm. mindset. Mm-hmm. People exactly. in our generation, exactly. in our culture, like a lot of black people think poor, like it's poverty stricken. And it's not their fault, but they don't want to get it out of that mindset. Yes, it's instilled when you're young. Like, you know, if you, like your earliest, if you pick it up young, you know, as you get older, you're kind of like stuck into it because it takes much more for older brain, you know, think differently than when it was young. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. yeah. It plays into the episode that we recorded uh, for last week. See, because we talk about the program that happens when you're young, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the you first one, you said seven years? Yeah, yeah, it takes seven years to become you're, you're, you're programmed by seven years old by media. You mm-hmm. feel me? Because you come out of the womb only getting the views of what your parents see. So exactly. immediately you are one sided. So when it comes to that business scape, Unless you're coming from someone that is of a business mindset, of a household, you're not going to initially just be, I'm not going to say you can't be born with it because you can, but you're not going to initially wake up and just start saying, yo, I'm going to do this, let's create this. You're going to think, well, no, you got to work for it, which you do, but that's a work only mentality. You feel me? You can also also spoil it because like. If yeah. you, if you're if you're if you're upbringing you know the, everything been given to you you ain't gonna be dealt the same like grind mindset as someone that yeah. have oh, much and grow up to you know what I'm saying so yeah 
Well, for me, um, I agree with y'all, by the way. But for me, so in terms of working, um, where I'm coming from, my, both sides of my uh, family are Jamaican. So Ooh. they're definitely hard workers. Right. But a lot of the times I find that sometimes hard workers can be slaves to their work. Oh, of course. And there's a difference between, you know, just having a job, working hard, getting a promotion. And there's, a, there's also a difference between knowing how to allocate your funds and put it somewhere and spend wisely. It's not even just about saving your money because you hear that a lot. Save, save, save. But you put your money in banks, you save that when you could be putting it into a Roth IRA, right. CD, mm-hmm. and all that. I 100% and people agree. won't tell you that, man. Or you can invest in yourself, too. People don't always exactly. want to invest that's, exactly. that's the greatest investment you can make, really. Invest always. into yourself. Always. And I just feel like, you know, just coming up, people emphasize so much. You know, you got you to gotta do good in school so you can grow up and get a good job. Or, you know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, that's, that's cool and all. I ain't going to knock nobody who got a good job. But people rarely say, go out, be creative create something make it for yourself you know what i'm saying some everybody just wants you yeah, to go man. out work for somebody else for 40 50 years retire pay taxes and then die that's that's i don't know but why hey, that's the, the, school the route systems. right that's the route that everybody wants you to take and that other route once you start taking it then people start to alienate you people start looking at you weird like why aren't you following this just plan that we've going, had set yeah. out yeah. Why aren't you. you following the algorithm? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they're trying. Yeah. The system trying to turn the workforce. They ain't trying to trade, make make creators. They're trying to make people that work for the trade. You know what I'm right. saying? But okay, it's yeah. funny that we say that employees. because it's funny we say that because even though America is becoming more service bound, you have so many people, especially black people, wanting to create businesses, but it's like they have no means of having like a knowledge of how to, and that's because of the school system. They rip mm-hmm. that yeah. from you. Mm-hmm. Cause I know tons of people starting businesses who can't get it nowhere, but no, yeah, it's not a yeah, they, like, yeah it's not really a course. It's not, it's you know not pushed in schools at all. Mm-hmm. Did y'all school ever offer like a business class or anything like that? No, no, mine didn't. Not that I know of. Mine offered me cancer or something like that, bro. Like it canceled after like I think two years, something like that. It was crazy. Yeah, it's very critical though. Like. I understand everybody can't be wealthy because, you know, you have to, in this capitalist society that we live in, somebody has to work for you. All right. There's no way around it. To make money, you have to have people working for you or people generating those funds. You know, you, you have to, that just has to happen. That's just how our economy and that's just how our society is built. But they need to teach it more because if we're being honest, Look in our communities. We have Chinese food places. We have these other people benefiting off of the but, yeah. wealth. Not, not yeah. the wealth, but the money, yeah. the income from because black people. Because the black people are, yeah. the, are the market. We are the money. You dig? Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And they thrive off of us. Yeah. I remember my uh, economics teacher last year. She posted one, she, uh, posted one of the best questions I heard like all of that year. And she said, how come all of the... Uh, Asian families own like, hair salons in poorer areas. For black hair and stuff and, like that? Uh-huh. They say, yet their children are the ones who are being valid Victorian salutatorian at our schools. Hmm. And I couldn't answer it. I was sitting there, I was like, tell me. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, you got yeah. That is a good point. It's questions like that that relate to not only business, but the whole chain of the education system and how to get people to 
like put themselves out there because they if they have that aspiration to start a business it's usually taken away from them by telling oh that's dumb or it won't work it's you know what i mean yeah. yeah man like it just takes you you can't walk the same way you cannot do everything your friends are doing not just your friends but people in general you have to think differently and that goes beyond the poverty mindset you have to think outside the box so my my mom she's an accountant but in terms of being an entrepreneur she's not necessarily belittling me or anything like that she's always going to support me but she's extra wary yeah, because yeah i can understand that though yeah, from her generation, they've had to work to get everything they have. Right. And I understand that. But we're in a time now in America where there are more black millionaires than there have ever been. Oh, of course. In history. Mm-hmm. So it's possible. It's feasible. And it's just about knowing how to do it and getting it. There's no one size fits all. Right. There's no formula. You just have to do it. And hopefully you make money off of what you're doing. Crack but the code. you gotta crack the code <laughs> yeah like the wealth code it's there but like it's, i could tell somebody how to do this one thing and i could be successful at it and they won't be successful at it oh of course. that's just how yeah. our thing in america works and um going back to uh, what we were saying about the system and how it's not teaching us things so you guys know about john b rockefeller you've heard of him right? oh of course uh-huh. yeah, of course yeah so Back when he was alive and doing his thing, him and his, I think his lawyer, they, for whatever reason, were invested in the school system. You would want, to, you kind of want to know why that happened or why that is. Yeah, enlighten us, enlighten us. Brother. I'm about to say, educate us, King. Yeah. Okay. So he knows that everybody can't be a millionaire, and he knows that if he has more workers, people going to school to specialize in. Whatever it the is, stuff that's bringing him money. Making money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if those people go to school, college, and you know get their education, so so they can work under him, that's more money for him, right? Mm-hmm. That's why things are the way they are today. That's partially why. It's a huge reason why. Why is this businessman invested in the school system? That's the mm-hmm. question that people should ask. All right. That's kind of why the things are the way they are. You know, all these adults say they have the answers. Go to school, do this, do oh, that. But right. really, they don't know. They just don't know. They don't see it. But, you know, I, I, it's I, uh. Oh, you go ahead. Um, no, but I didn't mean to cut you off, but I completely agree with you. Just, um, you know, from a personal perspective, uh, a lot of people have always said, you know, especially in high school, oh, you're smart. You know, go to this college, you know, do this, follow this. You should be this. And, you know, I'm in college now. And when I'm just sitting in places with all of these college students and I go to career fairs and I just really look at the the what's happening around me with all of these different individuals that are here for all of these different reasons. You know, it just really shows me that this isn't a place that's trying to breed creators. This oh, isn't a place that's trying to breed leaders. This we're not mm-hmm. trying to breed people to to be, you know, to to create something new. This mm-hmm. is a place that's trying to breed employees. Right. Exactly. Oh yeah. And a lot oh, of good. people a lot of people get upset with me when I say that because it's like I'm trying to, you know, just destroy their dreams or make it seem like what they're doing is insignificant. And that's not yeah, what I'm saying black at, to, at all. Black to them, man. But yeah. I'm literally just saying what it is. This is a place that is meant to breed employees 
so that you can go out and work for these big companies so that they can continue to create more revenue for a longer period of time. And that's just the, the plain facts of what it is. So, yeah. you know, be offended if you want to, but that's literally what this this system that I am in right now is. And being in the system, seeing what is what they're trying to do, you know, I can take a step back and say that I won't let it happen to me. Mm-hmm. But, you oh, know, yeah. I, just, I just see it all the time. So, you know, that's just trying to piggyback on what you were saying. Because, you know, we talk about schooling, like public school, it, it's transcending beyond public school. You know what I'm saying? I'm out of public school. And I still see it even more so than I was seeing it back in high school. Mm-hmm. It's just on a greater scale now. And let me, yeah. I'm going to take it, if you film, I'm going to take it back to what you said about Rockefeller and what you just said about the system. Because Rockefeller knew the code. He knew the algorithm for the system. Oh, yeah. And so you can see who he targeted. He, tar- he targeted a lot of the black community because we were so keen at the time of wanting to be able to have this education. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Instead of looking yeah. within ourselves or going to go find it ourselves, finding our own route, he took that He took that greed we had and used it for him. Not only that, with anything, just an example of, of Rockefeller smarts in that sense, the whole thing with oil, uh, oil, oil is told in school as a non-renewable resource, right? Which means one day it'll run out. But yeah, the amount of oil we use daily and yearly, those numbers do not add up. That is because oil is a tycoon, which means it's formed naturally in nature. However, Rockefeller hired scientists to tell people it's non-renewable because what does that do? It creates scarcity. So at any oh, moment, about any to say moment. That. Boom, you could, uh-oh, we're out of oil. Prices skyrocket. You know what I'm saying? I thought, yeah, I thought it was like Because if you create scarcity, you, you're, you're supplied for life. That means that just goes to show the price that we're paying now for oil is already probably up about a good 200%. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's supply and demand. So if there's less of a product, then you could generate, like you could, jack up the price however much you want to for that product because people demand that product. And they don't know either. You know, like Whether how... they know or they don't know because at the end of the day, if they need the product, know or don't know, it's not going to, it's not, it doesn't matter. Yeah. They're going to have to pay for it regardless. Yeah. Exactly. And you're just, Man. you're a person. You, yeah. you can't really change unless, you can't make that huge change unless you have power like Rockefeller. So right. you're kind of screwed. You know, people like us, where yeah, we are right now, we're screwed. We're subject to whatever the the, the elite, highest, the elite. Yeah, yeah, the elite. We're subject to whatever they want to put us through. You know, it is what it is. And with that, let me take it back to the the school system that you mentioned, Don. Uh, when you think about how in most black families and households, you're always told, "Well, like you need to go to college and do something," mm-hmm. and when I think about it in an entrepreneurial sense, you don't have too many people promoting that, saying, no, nah, go start a business instead of going to school, because that's looked down upon in society now. Because mm-hmm. I think that uh, our fathers, mothers, and further, they came from a reality where that probably was necessary. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they still in that reality. and But if you take it to our reality, our time frame, it's, that's no longer the case. 
And right. that is now just part of the system. As you said, we are just becoming employees. And now <laughs> they have you fighting for it. They're like, because now you are in competition with each other. So you're trying to knock your friend off the podium so you can just be the best looked at employee. You know what I'm saying? They call it's it like crabs in the bucket. Yeah, it's the, crabs in the, it's the crabs in the bucket mentality where yeah. you feel you feel. If that. you're trying to get out, the crabs are going to yeah. drag you down unless you bring them with you. You know what I'm saying? So no one can get out because everyone's all latching on to each other. This, each other down. I see this so prominently in my school. Here's a good example because I go to a private institution for basically engineers. And what I see is people, they talk about Elon Musk like he's a god around here. And mm-hmm. I'm like, Elon Musk ain't even an engineer. I'm like, what are y'all talking mm-hmm. about? I'm like, his his most popular quote is, "I didn't go to college, but the people who worked for me did." And Look I'm at like, that. but but they, but, that. They, but they idolize him here, and I don't understand it. I don't understand it at all. I'm like, yo, he is saying I made this company because I liked it. I had a passion for it. I didn't go to school to learn it. I just knew I liked it, so I made it happen. Now he is a billionaire. Where I actually read a book on Elon Musk and mm-hmm. there was um it was like his his biography and he was saying how like growing up and stuff that you know he wasn't always like the 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 most genius kid you know but mm-hmm. then like when he became the owner of his own company it's just like yeah it's just people out here they know more than I do but who do they work for exactly it's, look that's all it is that's and crazy. For black people especially, I think sometimes we have we don't want to escape that mindset because that's all we know. So you can't, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You told you're told from a like a young age, or you're always asked the question, are you going to college? Yeah. And it's yeah. Some people there's a lot of people who are usually indecisive amongst the topic. You ever realize that? Like there's a lot of mm-hmm. people who just they're uh-huh. not sure. They're just yeah, I guess, but they don't want they don't know what they want to do because they at, at heart, they don't want to, and that's nothing wrong with that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You're not conditioned yeah. straight from the past. Like you, you're thinking like safety numbers. So you know, if everyone's doing it, you know, it might be probably a good thing. In inside of you, you're saying like, no, I want to be different. But then your brain, your heart, is in conflict. You know what I'm saying? So you're just torn in between. Right. And but it's like I said, the entrepreneur spirit is growing at the same time, which is good though, because there are more mm-hmm. people who are breaking the system. And mm-hmm. they are finding so many ways because now the avenues are infinite. You can literally do anything to become a millionaire. There's on average 12 millionaires a day. A day. 12, 12 million millionaires a day? Yeah, on average, it's 12 millionaires. People, 12 like, people a, like, millionaire like, around, like around the world or like? Around the world, period, yeah. Mm. I, think it's, I think it might be just America. I think it's just America. I don't think it's worldly. No, no, no. It's, it's really just America. Yeah, it's America. 12 millionaires a day. That's crazy. And that number, if you think about it in hindsight, is huge. I know for to make a whole million, as in yes, and most people making that lifetime. Yeah. There's no reason for us not to be a part of that twelve. You know what I'm saying? Because there's so many mm-hmm. avenues now, and the, the access is here. There, it's in. It's hit, but it's not gonna be. It's not gonna be what we're looking for. We look at social media for it. You know what I'm saying? We yeah. You you seek to you want to know, but you don't want to go. They don't want to go deep enough. Because the the real truth is in books. I've seen people who've read books on entrepreneurship since middle school, and I've seen them act it out, and it's amazing. Bro, you're not wrong, man. You're mm-hmm. not wrong. Literally, 
my uh my mentor he gave me a set of books a list of books to go through and he said the reason why he's wealthy one because he had that drive he had that gene to know whatever you're being told is wrong yeah so you need to go find out what's right and go copy the people who are actually rich don't just say yeah i'm gonna be rich don't do this don't do that read about it don't go on the internet no actually go in your book read about what they're doing because this is not this information isn't free it comes at a cost but oh, of if course. it feels if it's worth it invest in yourself go read get off your phone get off your games do like there's so much more you could be doing with your time but hey two hey, years time is man i'm i'm reading i'm um reading a book on on that right now uh i think the author is a maybe a billionaire millionaire billionaire and one of the biggest things that he's saying in the book is that time is actually one of our greatest assets. A lot of people try to say that time is our greatest liability. You know, time is always against us. You know, we're always getting older. It's never enough time. We're always running out of time. When it's actually quite the opposite. We have more than enough time. It's just that we don't spend our time productively. Mm-hmm. We, oh, yes. we, we squander our Absolutely. time doing pointless things. We squander our time. I, don't, I can't tell you how many people just wake up in the morning, first thing you do, open up their phone, sit on social media for an hour. That's an hour of your day gone. That's no right. productivity. You don't gain anything from that. When you could you could get up, you know what I'm saying, you could go read a couple pages of a book, go go fix you a good breakfast, meditate a little bit, exercise, your day, exercise go work out. That's the whole hour that you could have been doing anything, and it's been wasted. And a lot of the, the, the things you see in our community, you know, across the country, a lot of it is caused by wasted time. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not that things are impossible. You can go out there and get it, but you got to know how to allocate your time appropriately to do mm-hmm. the things that you want to accomplish. And that's a lot easier said than done. Oh, of course. Of course. Um, with that, like, I, I'm going to piggyback off you with that. So, yeah, there's a lot of things that you could be doing with your time. And here's, like, here's a common rebuttal, like, a common counter-argument that I hear is, like, yeah, but I even presented this earlier. Everybody can't do this. You know, it's going to be too competitive. Like, the market's going to be oversaturated, this and that. The reality is everybody doesn't have the uh, proper knowledge to get where you need to go. You can have the drive. You can have the resources, but if you do not have the proper knowledge to apply to that thing that is your whatever you're trying to accomplish, it doesn't matter what you have. You're going to do it wrong, and then somebody else is going to do it right. They're going to profit off of it more than you are, and that's just how it is. Like, that's how people are successful. That's just another layer to it. Right now, we're talking about, you know, people just getting off the chair, getting off their bed, and doing what they need to do, you know? And we can't and even, that, people can't even do that. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't even say can't. They're not willing. They're not willing. You got to say they won't. They don't want to. They don't want to. They won't. Yeah, because I'm. I look. I used to be extra lazy, and then I got up. You know, I stopped. I was not even that. I was feeling sorry for myself. I was just like, bro, I can't keep doing this for the rest of my life. You know, I gotta get mm-hmm. somewhere. So I was like, mm-hmm. you know, let me go make some. Like, let me do stuff for myself. And I still got a ways to go. You know, there's still stuff I'm learning, and it's fine to make mistakes, but you have it's to hold yourself accountable. I'm with you there. I'm, I'm all for mistakes. I, I take right. failure over a win any day. I will take as many failures failure. as it takes. 
because you people are failure. So, even today people are still afraid of failure, and I still yeah. don't understand it. I tell I, I, I tell this to my friends all the time, and you know a lot of people they kind of see it as a as you just a really positive mindset. Call it what you want, but it's the truth. Failure is, I think, a hundred times better during your journey than success. Oh because yeah. Because what you what you learn from failure, now now you know what to not do again, but also you you can create new ways of thinking from failing. And I think it's that Will Smith quote where he was like, "Fail early, fail often." Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, I know. And it makes it. And, and I think he said, "Fail big," and you know, failure is not something to be scared of. It's just it's an inevitable part of anyone's journey, but what you learn from failure, that wisdom, that knowledge, I think it's, it's, you know, there's, there's no price on it. You know, it's, it's so valuable for anyone's journey. It is. People, man. people are so fearful. That's meant people are fearful because like, you know, usually let's say you uh, embarrass yourself in front of a public crowd, right? People go on, you don't get criticism, you know, you don't feel bad about yourself because you thought you could do it and you couldn't. Your home, your mind, still focused on what everyone else thinks and how you feel that you didn't make it. You know, instead of like learning from like the feedback or whatever you, what do you could do better next time? And I think like that, that, that whole fear aspect is tying their head. I think Rod has hit it on the head. Yeah, the fear yeah. controls so much of people's lives. Yeah, Ooh. bro. Oh, that that brings me back to something we talked about last episode. Ain't that right, Rod? How uh, yes, sir. Twenty twenty, they bring. <laughs> With the something they wanted to bring back a lot, well, that you've seen it come back is the return of fear in mm-hmm. the media in the market. It's it's coming back, but heavy. They hit oh, yeah. you. They hit you in the media with the Iran nonsense. People afraid about being drafted. All of this now, and that's just one of the biggest things. And it's going to be more to come throughout this year and this decade. Just watch, watch the numbers don't lie. And fear is going to be something that they use to deter everything again. I mean, it's like if it's like if we're if we're a so-called a herd of sheep, then of course you know the elite are the dang shepherd and that little dog that you scared they keep the um, sheep so close together and moving forward. Yeah, that's the media. They keep up. They keep us together. Keep us from straying away from the pack. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. That's exactly how I work too. And put it back into. Let's place this on the. Uh, let's not go so far. Let's take it back to like our community. Let's let's bring this analogy to our community. And I think mm-hmm. that's what that applies to. That can apply to the small thing, like a gang, for instance. You know, as a youngin, you see it, so you don't want to be a part of it. But it's seen that if you don't do it, there is something wrong with you. Yeah, that's what most did, like traditional things. If you do anything outside of what's normal, you're you know you're a weirdo, you're outcast of some form, and people don't like to be left out. So that's like yeah. But the gang thing—that's um, I actually watched a couple of documentaries on gangs and. Because I wanted to actually see their side, like what's up with this? Why should I join a gang, or not? Not should I join, but why are these people in gangs when the media is portraying it as the worst thing in the world? And something to my surprise is that a lot of these gangs aren't even as bad. As oh, definitely. They didn't start. Out, they did not start out initially. They're initially meant as like for the neighborhood and communities to come together in defense for like you know yeah. racists and police. But however, like since then, people have like you know changed to something totally different than what it was usually made for. So yeah, they, they definitely did. Because I heard that um some gangs were giving out backpacks for some kids at school in California. 
Like the media would never portray this. Oh, and it of took course. Watching a video about this, I'm like, wow, that's crazy because I never would have seen this perspective. So we have to be wary of what we let media, uh, how we let media influence us. We have to actually dig. You can't take things for what it is, or how, right. at least how it's portrayed on media. Like I don't watch CNN, I don't watch Fox News anymore because that stuff. If if if, if I get an alert or whatever, I see something from them, I have to go check it. Because I don't take things for right. What you have to go do your own mm-hmm. research. You got to ask and questions. People like don't CNN. like to ask questions. They like it quick. They like it. Give it to me so I don't have it's to. The think micro, much it's the microwave effect. They want things to be hot already on your on your table. You, you <laughs> don't have to make the meal yourself. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you call it the microwave effect. <laughs> hey, bro, that's, that's, really, that's a really good analogy, though. All right, that's that's people, dope. People don't want to wait, and you know, I'm I'm subject. I was I'm not like. We've all I'm had, we've all had it. Yeah, yeah. Like, we all, all want something fast. And with me, um, I was one of those people who were like, okay, I want fast results in the gym. I want to do this. I want to do that. If mm-hmm. something is worth getting, you have to put in the time and you have to respect the fact that you have to have patience to get what you want. Because those mm-hmm. people who, like, you blow up on Forex or you blow up on the Amazon market or whatever, get uh, millions of dollars on that, whatever, those are anomalies. Those mm-hmm. people are very fortunate people. That could only happen to them. It's a it's a glitch almost in the system. It's like it's all right, we, we let that, one bro. slide. We let it, was, it wasn't planned, you know. The firewall was firm, but then like these few couple pieces got out. But you know, it's still up for you. You know, you can't get through it no more. Right. You gotta see it like that, because yeah, mistake. These are human errors, and sometimes they are systematic errors that just happen. But these are anomalies. These people who make. X amount, $100,000 per month who come from nothing, and this just happened. Look, this didn't just... This wasn't because they suddenly got all the knowledge out of nowhere. They invested into something, some of them, and fortunately for them, they had huge returns. I'm talking about hundreds per, hundreds of percentage return or even thousands. And this, mean, is, this is not going to happen for everybody. It's not. I mean, success is where, you know, opportunity means preparation. So, you know, they're prepared. They had their stuff together. And then once opportunity arose, you know, they hit them, hit around the eye. You know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah. I think with the black community in terms of entrepreneurship, they have to learn to think for themselves. That's that's the tough part, man. They always use it. It's one situation I use, like, in every episode about thinking for yourself. And it always relates back to media, but it's so prevalent. And it's about... The fires that go on in the rainforest. I know people are probably tired of me saying it, but it's like the best you say about your episode straight, haven't you? <laughs> I said I said it like in every episode, man. Oh man, it's my favorite one. Like save the Amazon. People are, they were when the Amazon was on fire. People were spreading it like crazy. But yes, bro, they didn't want to go see. Hey, what's the cause? Well, for first, people didn't know the Amazon rainforest catches fire over a hundred times. Like exactly, because yeah, it has to burn the the uh. The, stuff the nutrients go back into the, the soil, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. The, yeah. And not only that, they don't know why it was on fire. It was an indigenous tribe that had won a Supreme Court case in South America saying you could not destroy our land. Yet, mm-hmm. a day later, a huge fire just abrupts out. Those people and are no longer to all die. Exactly. Yes. And then the land was cleared for food, as in mm-hmm. not like vegetables, but animal consumption. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People, but people, but if you tell someone that, they're not going to respond to that. But I'm like, but you said save the Amazon, right? What if I told you you are why the Amazon is burning? 
You know what I'm saying? They don't want to question. And that's just that's just, a, that's just like my favorite thing to bring up. But that still goes back into the mentality. No one thinks for themselves. They're gonna go out with. They're gonna go out with. That, told. that cultural conditioning that starts from so young. You got schools. You got churches. You got family views. It's Church. all meant for you to just. It's indoctrination for you to just pick up someone else's beliefs and not question any of it and just follow it wholeheartedly. And if you do happen to question what's going on, then you're seen as a problem. I mean, so we, right, we keep that mindset, you know, as we grow up. Now, let's take the churches, for example. You know, people literally just say, here, these are your guys. You have to praise them. And then you say, you know, why are we doing this? Why are we here? What am I doing? And now they're like, oh, don't question it. It just is what it is. Yep, that's that's not an explanation. You question God, you're saying, <laughs> right? I used to hear that, bro. That's, that don't make any sense. This is not appealing. This is I'm I myself I'm not Christian anymore. I'm a believer, but I don't associate with religion because all the stuff they be talking about, they're just talking, man. They just be talking, and it's annoying. What are you talking about? What are yes. you talking about, bro? I wonder who would worship if he wasn't captured and traded, man. Like, that always comes back to me, bro. Mm -hmm. That's a question. If you ask that question, people get, like, what's wrong with you? I'd be like, what's wrong with you? But but, uh, I'm saying, literally, they came over here and they took all the the resources. They converted us to their guy. And now we're stuck here looking like, I wonder what it'd be like if we had him do that. Like, but, but that's another episode, guys. It's another I'm about episode. to say. I'm about to say. <laughs> stay tuned. <laughs> I'm about to say, like, like, y'all got to stay tuned for that one. <laughs> Big bet. We gonna have so, some good guests on that one too. Watch. I'm about to say we, be a finale, man. we can't drop all our jewels at once. You feel me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's good though. It's good. But um, like, okay, so going back to black entrepreneurship, uh, guess I could start with um. I don't even know. You got any tips or anything? Uh, for like the listeners and just people in general, mm-hmm. what I would recommend people learning about is setting up an investment portfolio because what most people don't realize is 20, 30 years from now, Social Security is going to be little to none. There's not going to be enough money to support right. all kids being going into retirement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like this... Uh, there's a lot of debt as well, so oh, the taxes definitely. are going to have to go up. Mm-hmm. They're going sure. to have to. For so sure. your 401ks, pension, Social Security, when you retire, you will be broke and homeless, all right? Mm. If you do not start investing, that's the most important thing. Learn mm-hmm. about compound interest. Learn about mm-hmm. the Roth IRA. I got Especially my Roth IRA. Compound interest, man. I learned macroeconomics, boy. I learned like the back of my hands. Yes, sir. I'm telling you, man. We we like we're young. We have the power of compound interest because we have time. Mm-hmm. That that was y'all hit that point and it was so perfect. But if you let if you just wait until your thirties, your forties, you're running out of time. You too Yo, late. Yeah. You I, already I late. was reading. Yes, I was reading it. a book, bro, and it was saying how they took two individuals and one person started investing when he was like early twenties, and one person started investing like five years later. And they said by the time they were both 65 years old with the same amount of money um, initially invested, the same amount of compound interest at the same bank and everything, the person that had started <laughs> investing earlier had made millions more yes, than the sir. person that yeah. waited Drop a few more book. years. Tell, tell them the book because we need a bro, some. Tell bro, them I think I think it was um maybe Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Mm-hmm. Rich Dad, Poor Dad? Gotcha. Yeah. Look, 
Learn about cash flow, y'all. That's the same thing. Yeah, yeah, that book, that book goes a lot into cash flow. Like people, yeah. look, if you don't have a wealth consciousness, you have to go into it. Like we might sound like we're criticizing you for not having the wealth consciousness, but we need you to know yeah. it's not your fault, but it's no reason for fault. you not to. Yeah, exactly. we live it's in not your fault age now. of information, especially with us, because black people love to claim we're uh, what's the word oppressed, right? But yeah, they give you the yeah. means. They show you the means on every medium. Media even media plays with you, with you, because they they show you something and you like, oh, ha, ha, this is just fake. No, it's not. They're telling you right here, do it. <laughs> this isn't That's happening terrible. by accident. They're telling you the key, but they know you aren't going to take it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because people just be arrogant and they're just stubborn. You think everything's a scam, but no. Look, people, black people, you, a lot of people talk about wealth distribution, and yes, it's messed up. But again, we're in a time and a place where there are more black millionaires than ever, and you could take advantage of this. And if you don't, it's on you. I mean, if you want to be wealthy, you can make it happen. It's an oppressed mindset, I would say. And we talk a lot about mindsets, but. Your mindset is one of the greatest things that you have to make sure is, you know, done correctly for yourself if you want to prosper. And that oppressed mindset, that feeling that that fixed I mindset, must, yeah, that fixed mindset. Like you're of, stuck in this, yeah, yeah. I'm stuck in this. Everyone else is bad, you know what I'm saying? Nothing is ever going to go right for me because that's just how it's always been, and that's how it'll always be. Mm-hmm. That's yep. not true. It's, it's so not- it's we are in a time where it's so easy for you to go out and get it for yourself. It's no more of that asking for somebody to do it for you, no more of that asking somebody to treat you right. Nobody asking somebody for this down the third. You gotta go out there and you gotta take it, you gotta educate yourself, and you gotta make sure that you go and do it for yourself. And that right there is so beyond most of the people, is why most of these people are the way that they are now. And like you said before, we're not criticizing nobody. You know what I'm saying? It's not your fault. It becomes your fault when you have the knowledge and you just decide not to use it. Oh, when it comes to ignorance. When, yes. You don't it only takes one time. It takes one time. Because there are people who've heard it one time and became billionaires. But if someone who's heard it, they'll say, oh, I've heard that before. Oh, you're not uh-huh. doing it? You're not doing it? Uh-huh. Exactly. And you're still paying off your mortgage, aren't you? Huh? That's crazy. That's real crazy. Second, third mortgage, and you still gone that? That's crazy. You could have been a millionaire. You could be well, you could have five houses right now. But right. I've heard from that advice. Keep going, keep going. I'm just saying, like, they didn't take that advice because they just people, if you don't believe it, why don't you do the research yourself? Yeah. Don't just go on the internet. Go to the library, get a book. The information is out there. If you don't know where to look, there like it, it's an, uh, there's a plethora. Of resources, mm-hmm. they hide There's it in books because they know you're not gonna read, especially when it comes to the black community. I exactly. like, I used to. It's funny because uh, I read more books back in elementary school than I. Well, now I read more, but like during that middle, beginning high school, middle, I was like, man, books are dumb. And I think that's the time my Damn. grades were probably the worst. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I feel you on that. I'm with you on that. I'm with you. Because I remember I used to read, and of course, it flows that imagination. And imagination mm-hmm. is the key to success, in my opinion, as well. Because mm-hmm. now you are free to think whatever. But someone says it's crazy. But that's like saying that's like that's, that's for me. It's like a book in a sense. Because so you, it's like writing a fiction book. That sounds crazy. It's a number one bestseller. 
Mm-hmm. It's just it's only crazy till somebody do it. Right. And I think that even leads to how this podcast was made. You did? Because I used to read a book series called The Kane Chronicles, right? And oh, yeah. The Kane Chronicles was literally – it was written by the same dude who wrote Percy Jackson. And it was mm-hmm. basically just Percy Jackson Egyptian. with Egyptian guys the whole time to it. And it was oh, so awesome. interesting because I knew nothing about Egypt at the time. So mm-hmm. every every page was information about it. Every page was filled with hieroglyphs and info. That's why I'm so deep into Egypt as it is now. And look what I'm doing with that knowledge. I turned it to a podcast, and we're going to turn it to a clothing brand, essentially, too. And we, and with imagination, you can make you can make anything something big. You know what I'm saying? That's like mm-hmm. it's it's every big thing. That's like Microsoft, for instance. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. A computer. Mm-hmm. The idea mm-hmm. was juvenile and ridiculous at a time. Billionaire. A lot of things like that, you know, you the first iPhone, like chocolate, right. like a bunch of stuff people made take that with, with any any innovator ever. You can only imagine what the people said when they first came up with the idea. It's mm-hmm. a long road because these people, oh, nobody yeah. believes in you, so you it's a, you have to have attitude to just keep going because nobody's gonna believe in you. Like the Apple Watch, this is mm-hmm. this, these are technology, these are like types of innovations that you only see in movies and they have to CGI it or something crazy exactly. to make it happen. Like, these things are actually happening. Self-driving vehicles, self-driving trucks about to happen. Self-driving shoes and all this? Yes, man. I, I, I literally just be sitting down and, like, I mean, we watch movies and, and things and especially, like, Rick and Morty. I just started watching Rick and Morty a lot. And mm-hmm. I was sitting down with a group of friends and I was like, bro, what if we could do that? And they're like, it's not possible. And I was like, what if it was possible? And I was like, why can't it be possible? I was like, we're so know. easy. At, we're so easy at telling people what's not possible. Right. <laughs> and, like, we, literally, we could just make it. You know what I'm saying? We could figure so it out. So much stuff wasn't possible at one point. The first plane, you know, pins, all mm-hmm. this stuff wasn't possible at one point. Man, and I like, think a prime example of that in black culture, of stuff that's said impossible but it's not impossible, is Black Wall Street. And... Bro, People don't yes. even know about Black Wall Street, yes. and that's what makes me they mad. Do not, and they, they always not. black people are scared to like start huge businesses. I'm like, oh, you have heard of Black Wall Street? Of course you haven't, because you haven't read a book. Some people never heard about Black Wall Street until they watched The Watchmen. You know what I'm saying? Like the newest show of it, and mm-hmm. that's your history at some of its finest. It was burnt down because of how much money they were making. How smart those men were by, by the white people, by a white like a white mob or something like that, or Just, all the white people. They they wasn't messing with that. They was like, "What is mm-hmm. this?" <laughs> it was like, "Oh no, no, oh, this like, no no success." What is this? Yeah. But rich and, black folk. And, oh no, and they engrave it into our minds almost that we're not supposed to win. And we mm-hmm. no, don't get me wrong. Everyone loves to root for the underdog, but. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're the underdog in a sense because you half of not. the stuff they have is a result of what they stole. You dig? Uh huh. Yes. The info. Like, How? take it back to math. Pythagorean <laughs> theorem. That wasn't a European concept because they had nope. no such architecture built with Pythagorean theorem. They figured mm-hmm. it out because they saw the pyramids, which is a result of such math concepts. But mm-hmm. it was centralized in the community. And the community being Africa and Egypt, they wasn't just going around telling everybody, you know what I'm saying? 
So yep. as a matter of fact, like uh I forgot what's his what his name was, but it's this king. It was the Master King Lucy? of Mali. Yes, Mount, yeah, yeah that's richest man the richest man bro. ever, richest bro. man alive, bro. And then Dude. the Europeans saw what he was doing. Then they came down to West Africa, and they didn't just like they they weren't just trying. They didn't go with the intent to just trade. No, they knew what they were going to do. Started off slow, and then they started colonizing. They knew what they were going to do, <clears throat> and they did what they 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 just you know they stole. They did what they were gonna do, and it's. That's just how they are. That's the way, that's the way they are. That's where they are. That's why they're. I can't even really articulate it right now. Bro. I'm no, still, we get what you said. So, yeah, like it's said. it's exciting to know about it, but it's like just talking about it. It's it's it could be crazy because you want people mm-hmm. to know about it, but it's just so much that you could tell somebody, and you can't it's save everyone. Hard to articulate, man. <laughs> I yeah, I used to heard stories because he used to say he was so so rich. That what's called as you would go through villages, the price of gold would drop. Like imagine mm-hmm. someone comes to your hometown. Throw gold, bro. Yes, imagine you come to your hometown and like Jordan's dropped like five dollars just all just because someone showed up to your town. That's crazy, man. <laughs> <laughs> and yo, I think another thing, like when it just comes to let's take about it from a money stance in terms of like black people, right? We're quick to spend a hundred on some shoes or more, but you wouldn't spend a hundred dollars on a book. They wouldn't spend a hundred on a book. Mm-mm. Or stocks. Or stocks, like yeah. anything, bro. If it does, if it's not cosmetic, if it's not, fit, we have become so absorbed with the tangible the cosmetics. Like, oh my yeah. god, hair be five hundred dollars. Oh my god, <laughs> my barber got to fifty for a cut, like fifty for a cut. Right. Hold on, <laughs> okay, we we not gonna knock you. You know what I'm saying? If you look good, you feel good. We feel that, but you know, I draw a line when you say that you spend hundreds. On some shoes, hundreds on some some shorts, pants, jacket, watch, whatever. But then you go to a bookstore and you say, "Bro, this book too expensive." <laughs> what you mean? Yeah, man. Like it don't. What doesn't make sense to me is like again. You, I'm not knocking anybody who wants to look good and feel good. Because look, there's nothing wrong with that. No, right? Yeah. Not wrong with that. Should spend <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you gotta look good. You know, you want to look good, not for somebody else, but you know, for yourself. Your for yourself. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But again, there is, like you've been saying, like there is a line. Like you have to acknowledge that. Hey, if I have a phone bill that I haven't paid, or if I still have this to pay on my books, now that's maybe ridiculous. I can allocate funds to that. That's ridiculous. To me. People you spending on like rims and shit, and meanwhile mm-hmm. they can't pay their car payment. I'm like, nigga, you bought the rims for it, you can't pay it off. Like, come on now. And I think you can bring this back to even artists in a sense, right? So think about music artists. You know how there's certain artists they love, like a certain brand of clothing or whatever, and they mm-hmm. always like promote it? To me, yeah. now with the thinking I have now, I'm like, yo, invest in them or have them invest in you since you promote their brand just by I mean, some them. are. I mean, some are. Yeah, some yeah, are. Yeah, some yeah. Uh, the endorsements. Yeah, think about like, I forget the, the rap group back in the 80s. They're the reason Adidas is even so big. They had a song called My Adidas. I forget their name, man. DMX? I'm not DMX. I mean, no, it's, it's fuck, I'm stupid. I'm stupid. Run DMC. Run DMC. That would be. This song was called My Adidas, and Adidas blew up after that, and they invested in them because they knew how to use it to market it. They were the first group to be sponsored by like a brand like that. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, they were the first rap group to be sponsored by a brand like that. And that only goes you to show you just the strength that the black community has when it comes to such things, because we can make stuff popular on our own. 
Yeah, because black people are cool. Like literally, everybody's copying. That's the most, That's the simplest way you could put it, my guy. Like black people, we're just cool. We're just naturally cool. It don't matter where you come from. Everybody's gonna want to copy you. That's just how it is. Okay. That's well, why we have exactly. this appropriation and all that, man. It's mm-hmm. just that's how it is. Well, I mean, you, you might, you might have watched, a lot you know of people with that one, but hey. I mean, look, we're not here for feelings. We're here for facts. You dig? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, look, it just is what it is. Because if that, if that wasn't the case, it wouldn't be so prevalent. We are the market. We have the money. You dig? Literally, yeah, right. but bro, Nike would not be where they are without black people. Right, man. Nike See, almost, Nike other... almost failed before Jordan, but Nike was like struggling with, until Jordan came on the scene. You know that? Literally, yeah. Like it was all about Converse back then and shit. <laughs> and look, it's the same thing with like a lot of these food brands too. I mean, these uh food companies. Oh, oh, because, of course. <laughs> like Kool Aid, for example. Like you said, Kool Aid. Yeah, Kool Aid. Black people not okay. only put it in their like they don't make they don't just make drinks. They put it in their pie. Like what? in other things. What? You know, Hold on. Yeah, Wait. Go not, back. Go back. People they put, put Kool Aid in their pie. Like they huh? make Kool Aid pie, and it actually slapped. It's not healthy. <laughs> but, <laughs> it's not healthy. It's really? I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> you probably don't want to eat that for real. But they actually do that, and it's like they'd be creative with this stuff. But it wouldn't be. They wouldn't be as successful as they are without our community. Right. And that's that's just the fact. So we have the power. Black people, we have the power to do what we need to do. It's just we like we have to. We and have, we have to, to unify. We gotta utilize that power. And I oh think, yeah, the unification. I think a problem with the unification when it comes to stuff like that is now because media has us divided about everything. No one can agree on anything now. Okay. With the vision, you now divide have, and you conquer. You don't divide need right. You don't need a sense of unity because it, it's impossible to form with everyone with different sides. And mm-hmm. I think. Two years ago, the CIA came out with a list of what they find the most threatening to America. It was two years ago. And at the top of the list was black extremists. That, that was literally what it says, black extremists. Black. Growth outside the margin. If that doesn't tell you something, uh, but this is above terrorism, this is above war, any country is there. Nuclear waste, all that stuff. No, black extremists. Black extremists. And it's not, and the fact that they had this, it didn't say just extremists, black extremists. That means yeah. a certain group if we let them think outside the box, are a danger to the country. I've exactly. never heard something like that ever. It's crazy, man. But they understand the power that we have. Exactly. Yeah. That's just it. They're threatened by the power. But you know, a lot of people aren't ready for that. And I was reading. Uh, there's this uh philosopher out there named Charles Mills. He talk about he talks about this cognitive dysfunction that some groups of people might have. I'm not gonna say it on here because it's for another day, but. <laughs> Yeah. That cognitive dysfunction oh. that some people have blocks them from seeing what the reality is for some cultures, like the black culture. To say that racism does not exist that is right there, boy. You cannot say that and mean that. That is something that you're just you can't. You're literally oblivious. You cannot right. say that and mean that. With all the stuff that's going on, you it, it's just. At that point, it just seems like you're disrespecting us, like you're trolling. You have to be <laughs> trolling. Hey, yeah. I, I was reading a book, and I read a lot of books, but uh, I was reading a book uh, by, I don't know how to pronounce the name, but it's like Ta-Nehisi Coates. 
you know the the, the author of the Black Panther uh comics. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. one of the oh, newest series. Recent run? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, the, a nation under our feet. Yeah, and yeah. he he has a book called Between the World and Me, I believe it's called. And he was saying how a lot of people often think that racism is caused by race, and it's actually the other way around. We don't even have a concept of what race is because of racism. It's a it's a man made concept. You did You're right. Yep. It's literally a man made concept. Mm. That's deep. Really split by uh, was ethnicity. It's really where mm-hmm. we come from. Not the race is just something black, white. Nobody's truly like well, identification. Really dark. People. Well, we all we're all energy at the end of the day. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like we just, really we're just, we're, just beings. We're, we're, we're we're essentially stars because our composition is no different than that of a star. Hydrogen, no, I'm oxygen. Color. Colors don't even really exist. Like, you know, colors like constantly your mind to differentiate. Oh, yeah. Like, we can't even see every color there is. So, yeah. Our eyes can only see something. No, like, things. color color don't exist. Like, it's really constantly your mind. Like, nothing, if you could switch your eyes off, like, everything would be the same, around the same shade. Because, like, yeah. your mind sees it. Yeah. Yeah. Brain games. <laughs> uh huh. I know where you got it from. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> yeah, we're hey. together, nigga. Yes, sir. <laughs> 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 and again that just showed it's funny you said about the uh nation under our feet comment because tell me why i was buying books for my classes and that's a textbook in one of my class well not one of my class but for a class and i was like bro if i was in that class i would have ripped that <laughs> i would have read the textbook already man i would have been done i'm like i read it like five years ago like but that only go- the fact that it's a textbook a comic book is a textbook that's for a humanities course. So you know they're talking about stuff of that content. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's good to be like, it's good to show like different types of content because you would never hear about that at a regular school. You know, cliche, you get your huge textbook that cost around, I don't even know how much textbooks used to cost. I didn't care. I pay for this. So I know. <laughs> yeah, it had to be something. Like just something huge. It was, like you put that in your book bag it'd be killing your back. You gotta carry like three of them in there. Oh lord, scoliosis. I'm telling you, bro, it's something serious. But to have a comic book, it just shows that we're in a different time, and it's a different mind of thinking to see the world now. Yeah, and that like it, it could all we could always relate this back to black entrepreneurship. Like, use this to motivate you, and you have to see that this is not the '60s, this is not the '50s. This we're in a different time, and if you want to. You can take advantage of the resources that are out there because they're definitely out there. If, if there are black millionaires, they didn't just get it by kissing some white person's ass. No, some of them, some of them, but some not of them, all some of them. Some of them, but a lot of them didn't. You know, some of them became pro at that crap, boy. Yeah, some of them, you know, but that, that a lot of them didn't. And the fact that we could say a lot of them did not have to do that, right? That just mm-hmm. is a testament to where we are as a society, and it's good, you know. Believe it, like a lot of people bash America for a lot of things, but one thing that we really can is the opportunity that you could get for yourself. That's why a lot of immigrants come here. That's the only reason I'm here is because my parents mm-hmm. saw opportunity here and they made they took advantage of that opportunity. And I'm thankful for that. However, you- if you don't take advantage of that opportunity, you you just find yourself in a lower class, and that's mm-hmm. just how it is. Um, and that's yeah. not it's not always your fault. The system is truly set up against us, but. 
you have to you just have to find a way to get out. Get out yeah, there. Was a good example of that too, because people forget where they came from in a sense. Like they don't want to go invest in something that truly made them. Just because you weren't, you're not born there, don't mean you ain't from there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And think about you. You heard news about Akon recently, right? Oh, yeah, oh going was crazy. Serious thing. Dude going boy. crazy over there. Bro, I got a city, man. He about- Senegal, he going crazy. He about to have his own crypto, too. Right. Yeah, on crypto is going crazy. City named after him. Everything. Ooh, speaking of crypto, I'm sorry. I just, you just said, I just thought about it, but crypto, if black people don't hop on crypto on like the next day, you already done. Crypto is a different beast, man. It's so many black owned cryptocurrencies coming out that are made for our success. Like, they are, like, but you should definitely, before you jump on, because this is a mistake that I made, and I told some people about um, crypto before I even should have, if I'm being honest, because I kind of jumped into it too early. Mm-hmm. And by, mm-hmm. what, I, what I mean by too early is I didn't take the time to actually understand what crypto I'm investing in, what I'm doing. And it's, you know, I'm not, I don't regret it. I have no regrets. It's a learning experience. I, yeah, I made the mistake. I know what I'm doing now, and I'm still learning. But before you invest in anything, stocks, high-yield stocks, bonds, which you probably shouldn't love. If Being honest, if you're young, don't invest in bonds because you want to invest in something that's highly volatile. So yeah. you're going to lose your money, but you're going to get it back because of compound interest. You know, But you got to learn that on your own. Mm-hmm. You definitely need to take the time to get the knowledge. So like we've been saying this whole time, read books. Do what you need to do. If you don't want to read a book, fine. I mean, personally, you'll get more information from the book, but the internet is an unlimited resource as well. So if you take the time to invest in yourself, my dad invested $150 into me, and that's how I found my mentor. And from Mm. there, I've been able to just gain a financial literacy, like financial literacy beyond what I actually thought I knew. Because you're going to think you know a lot of things, but you really don't know anything. You have to right. learn the concept of opportunity cost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Once you learn that, you're going to start opening your eyes to a lot of different things that are part of your reality. And you'll realize how wrong you actually were. And there's nothing wrong with being wrong once you find out. It's better to know than to not know. Right. Oh, and of course. People are so afraid of never. They're so afraid of not knowing sometimes at the same time as well. It you're you're completely right, man. Like it, in the United States, like I was talking about the uh, how we're about to run out of social security and all that, and it might seem grim and it might be a very pessimistic outlook. But my professor, um, and I'll say this is the one professor I could actually take something from, like actual life lessons, and apply it to what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. He said it's better to know the like it's good to know the good news. And it's good to know the bad news, but it's bad to not know anything because you don't want to get hit off guard. Yeah, definitely. I'm telling you, when there's Social Security, like 2026, I believe it is, they'll say that uh, Medicaid and Social Security are like at an all-time low or something like that, or 2036, one of those. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to be very good for people who are about to retire. So, Of course, they told us this. they told us this in high school, but people didn't want to listen. They don't. Mm. So, unfortunately, if you're 50 years old, 60 years old, and you do not have an investment portfolio, I'm so sorry for you because if you don't get your stuff together immediately or find some annuity or whatever, 
some like large sum of money or something to sustain yourself, you're not going to be living good and you're going to have to be working through retirement. Because I work with three people at Target who work through retirement. And that's just the people I work in that, that work in my area. There are still more people who are supposed to be retired, but they work because that social security is trash. And people, you hear about it every day. People just get in $1,100, $1,200 a month to live by. Like, that's not enough. Mm-hmm. It's barely enough for some of us college students, if we're being completely honest. Yeah. So to live by that, pay bills, and on top of that, you know, you're older, you have to go to the doctor, you have to get your medicine. Your and bills, pay- yeah. Yeah, you I have mean, to have maintenance. So I mean, if you keep yourself together, you ain't gonna have to spend none in the hospital. Yeah, yeah. If you if you have yourself right and you have to spend as much. Yeah, they say they say you one hospital bill away from being homeless. That's what they tell people. Cause mm-hmm. all it takes is one major s- symptom and it's game. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, man. It's it's real it is crazy because this is <laughs> Hello? Did he Hello? Kidnap? What just happened? Dang, they knocked my boy dang Taj out. That's tough. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Yeah, my uh, my friend called me, my bad. I, oh no, you good. Uh what was the last thing y'all heard? <laughs> oh my god. My, that, we don't have no attention span. Oh snap. What did he no, say? No, talking about the hospital bills. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Oh snap. Okay. Um so like Dang, bro. I, I was still going, and then my friend called me, bro. I can't even really pick up off of that. But basically, uh, you're retired, past 50, all of that. You, it's, I don't I don't want to have a bad outlook or be pessimistic, but this, this one thing, it just is what it is. If you do not have money saved, money invested in an investment portfolio, which consists of different investment entities mm-hmm. i'm sorry but you are not going to live a fruitful retirement mm-hmm. it's just it's just unless you're living with your sons parents. and daughters i mean or, i mean not parents they did yeah yeah they're, they're kids <laughs> let's live with their kids like um you're just gonna it's not gonna be too good for you you know you're not gonna be living the best retirement that you could have and it's not your fault but you could have been it you could have yeah, prevented like, this. You could, like, if you had had the knowledge, then mm-hmm. you could have prevented this. But also, it's because, you know, again, this goes back to the school thing. If you aren't taught, then you just, you're probably just not going to know. Because there's some people who have to be taught things to actually know. Like, yeah. they're just they're oblivious. And yeah, just some people are built different, and that's fine. But unfortunately for them, if they don't get the information, then. You know, life is not going to just say, oh, we'll give you a pass. Nope. You just, you're going to suffer. And that's just the reality. That's the reality that a lot of people live. And that's the reality that I'm not going to live because I've already started putting things into place. And you spoke it. You spoke it, too. I'm speaking. You have to speak it, bro. It's a mindset. Because you could say, oh, I'm going to be a millionaire, whatever, not believe it. Or you could just be pessimistic and say, look, there's a high chance that I'm not going to be a millionaire. You start pulling up statistics. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not trying to do all that. No, you speak it into existence and you make it happen. How am I going to do it? I have my Roth IRA. I already have my retirement plan set up. All right, I'm good. I'm 19 years of age. I'm not going to retire until like 65 and a half, I think. And by then, my Roth IRA, well, my entire investment portfolio will make me a multimillionaire. That's guaranteed. I mean, if you, if you do well enough, you can retire early, you know what I'm saying? So like... That's the plan. That's the plan. I'm trying to be financially independent by the age of 30. 
Now mm. I'm putting myself in a mm-hmm. position mm-hmm. to do that. I can't just say it. I got to make sure I'm putting myself in a position to do that, which I am. You know, I have my own plan. But mm-hmm. it, that's just all it takes. It's not me bragging. It's me right. doing the research and getting things done. Because talking, you know, people talk all the time. I'm tired of hearing people talk. Just do it. Move in Facts. silence if you have to. But just do it for yourself if for nobody else. <laughs> Real G's move fast like lasagna. I love that lyric. <laughs> <laughs> so wait no but what you said because i don't want people to think that like because the way we're talking they don't think well so don't go to college i'm not gonna say that either because no, if you, no. i say if you know how to use your degree you can become a millionaire with that and i For think sure. one of my professors was uh i give him credit because he told he said something like this he's always told me because he's a brother too he's a black guy he got his doctorate he engineer yeah. like you don't have to go and work for no one he says you can take that knowledge and invest it into your community. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And that's mm-hmm. what I plan to do with a degree. I don't really want to work. I, I hated working a nine to five job just to get a little check. I hated it. It's oh, terrible. Bro, that's, it's, it's, nine to five was bad. Man, three to eleven, man. My whole day just be gone, bro. I'd be sick. Anytime. Yeah, it's, man. It's, 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 it's terrible. It's, and it's not the if, life that we need to live, bro. It's and if you have a it. passion for something that does require your school, yes, do it. But you know, if your passion is that strong, use it. For your own, you can Chase, make your follow own your passion. Take your passion, not the money, because money I always follows your passion about something. I remember I met a uh, I met an engineer about two years ago, aerospace engineer, was my major. He was like, um, he said he was at the job one day, and his his boss, right before he shit, he got out the cl- cl- uh, clock out at the office. He was like, he said, hey, uh, tomorrow morning you have to present this presentation. Gave it to him right then and there, at like eleven o'clock at night. Jeez. So he said he stayed there to 2 a.m. and finished it. With, and he left when the janitor left. And he says when he got there the next day and presented it, they didn't they didn't expect him to actually have it done. They were clowning him. He got it done. It was good. They were shocked. And he put out, he quit at that same moment. And what he did, he used, basically from that business space he was in, he created a, he created a company that sells parts to uh, planes now. And now he's a millionaire. And that's just fine. Mm. He would have never. He, I can guarantee you, he never would have imagined himself in that position. Yeah. That he quitting his job. You know that same job that people told him. You know you're supposed to go this route. Right. And this is supposed to be your life. This is where your income is coming from. This is going to be it for you. He quit that job to go create something else, and that he found success through that other avenue. And he did it with the knowledge he gained at an institution. So it's multiple avenues. The avenues are endless. Yeah, and um, I know for me personally, I go to I go to college one because uh, that's my form of rent for me to stay in the house. That's the main thing, and so my parents can stay off of me. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. But also, like, I it's a good. I, I'm I'm not going there just to waste time. You know, if I'm going here, I'm spending my money on gas to go here and on tuition or whatever. I'm gonna make the best of it. So everything I'm going to college to do. I'm actually learning something new. You know, like I don't want to waste time. So I'm a risk management and insurance major. I don't need to have the degree to uh, actually go into risk management. I can get my adjuster's license right now if I wanted to. But mm-hmm. it's good to pick up as much as you can while you're there. So college, yeah. Like if you want to go, go. But if you don't want to go, make sure you have a plan. Right. But uh, also like. Educators, a lot of people don't think that educators get paid a lot. Listen, out of there, there are like five professions in the U.S. that make a lot of money, like a top five professions worth of millionaires. Teachers are one of them, and most people will not believe that. Teachers are up there with lawyers, 
doctors and engineers. And there's one other profession I can't remember. I think it's uh, uh, some, some, somebody in the technology field, but teachers are up there. IT? Like five or something like it that. Might, it might be some IT. No, I, I don't disagree with you. Because, I mean, we're shaped the total. This is what they tell us. The teachers don't make a lot. You know what I'm saying? We're always. Yeah, teachers, but say, the teachers say they don't make a lot. <laughs> they say they don't, don't make a lot. lot. But they're not taking advantage of their benefits because teachers get benefits. Right. They might mm-hmm. not get paid. The salary might not be a lot to them. But their benefits, if they use it correctly, can make them multimillionaires. If they put in, like, if they actually take advantage of the benefits that are out there, then they can mm-hmm. do it. But that's not for me to say because that's not what I'm going into. You know, people should do the research for themselves. You right. feel me? Because mm-hmm. you could, there's one thing to tell everybody what they want to do. And because, again, the research, the, the information's out there. But when you tell people too much and you just drill it into their head, they just, it goes out, it goes in one ear and goes out the other. They don't actually pick up on it. A lot of people don't anyway. So mm-hmm. you can bring it's just, someone the knowledge, but you can't make them think. Yeah, you can't know. You can't teach people how to think. You can't make them think. Not so good. it's unfortunately, you know, everybody can't get to that status. Everybody won't get to that status because, I mean, there's just a lot of different factors that go into it. It could be they're a product of their environment. They just didn't want to listen or any other BS excuse. But at the end of the day, they're all excuses. So if you want to get something, go ahead and get it. Gems, boy. Taj, you don't write gems, man. I hope they still listening by this time, because if they not, they really doing themselves a disservice. Gems. Hey, that's on them, bro. That's on them. Dropping gems on them. Somebody hit 80 guys. We, we talk a Whoa. That's good. That's, good. Like that's that. good content. That's you good feel content. like it. I don't like exactly, but I thought it was on like 60 maybe. It's good. That's good content because when you're in the zone and you're flowing, it comes naturally. You dig? It's like a download because you know you're giving good stuff too at the same time. Mm-hmm. We're not just talking. Like, we, we're we not – I don't want to put out there that we're better than anybody. You guys already said oh, that in, we're in not. The, some of the earlier comp, um, podcasts that you're not, that you're not better than anybody, that you don't think better than anybody, but – the that knowledge that we have, we want to share because right. sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, some people might not have this knowledge. These are things that it's not media friendly because right. if it was, then we wouldn't be on here talking about it. Right. So, about those conversation. People, yeah, like people are not there. This is not something that they usually talk about. This is not something that they're hearing often or even seeing on social media as much. I, I would say, honestly, they're seeing a lot more of it on social media now than they have before. If oh I'm yeah, that's true. Honest. That's true. That's true. But um, it's not enough to the point where it's life changing. So you could you make the most out of this information that we're giving you, but we're not better than you because somebody had to tell us, and we had to figure out this right. for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We were just mm-hmm. exactly we were where you are or where you were, and you could be an even more enlightened individual than we are. You just never know. This information that we're putting out, you know, you could have known this since you were five years old. And this could have been like, oh, what are we doing? You just figured this out? That's crazy. But as long as you know, you're good. And we want to, this is not something to brag about. That's something that we're bragging to you about. It's just, we want to make sure that this is out there so people can't say, oh, I didn't know how to do this. I didn't know how to do this. I didn't know this existed. You've been given a resource. You've been given a place to look for it. It's on you. It's no excuses. None. Ooh, this gonna be a good one. They ain't gonna be ready for it. 
They're going to need a notepad for this. They're going to have to go, let me go back a minute. Let me go back. Let me listen to that again. Hey, mm-hmm. We're going we gonna to have quotes on Instagram, boy. <laughs> and we... Ooh, this was a great episode. And I think this, this is why it's such a great platform, too, in general. Oh, yeah. yeah. And this is why I want support as well, because you want to spread this message. You don't make stuff for people not to know. You know what I'm saying? It's like an artist making a music. Right. I'm making it for myself. Like, I mean, you can't do that. There's nothing wrong, but it doesn't hurt when people hear it. You know what I mean? Yeah, you don't doesn't... get mad if it's blowing up. You're like, oh, wow, people listen to me. That's cool. They like what it's I have a, to say. To say space. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, people don't realize, like, with podcasts, you don't just have to sit down and listen. Like, just clean up. Like, you could be cleaning up your house, washing your dishes, taking a drive. Yeah. yeah, just doing a bunch of stuff. They're taking, taking a joy. <laughs> yeah, man. Look, literally, this get like driving with this by hearing you guys on the podcast it's like it time flies by because you're over like what i heard i heard i thought you said something like taking a drop i'm like what the world yeah just driving uh you could be doing whatever if you have the chance to listen to it just be multitask listen to it and do something else because i promise it's time flies time flies all right, before we break my this out, close, Roger, you got to do your random fact nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so did you know cranberries are sorted for ripeness by bouncing them? A fully ripened cranberry can be dribbled like a basketball. What? Yes. Yes. If your cranberries are fully ripe, you can dribble like a basketball. Go try it, kids. Find some cranberries and start bouncing them. Cracking them handles. Don't, don't throw right. your food on the floor. Eat your food. <laughs> <laughs> Cranberries can be bounced like a basketball if they're fu- only with their fully ripe. If they're not bouncy, they're not ripening yet. So yes, I'm gonna try that. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm you can dribble then wash off to eat it, man. I'm just saying, if it's ripe, it'll go bounce. All, all I'm saying, bounce on the table one time and take a bite. Yes, sir. Say less. Yeah, I'm gonna try that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, family. That's it for this episode. Woo, this is a good one. We're gonna have to make a part two probably of this with some more yeah. guests too. This yes, this, they ain't ready for uh, this. Before oh. you go, uh tell, drop your drop oh, your yeah. Instagram one more tell, time tell for them all that stuff. Your group, yeah. Oh, yeah. name, so, music, all that. Yes, sir. All right, so I wanna shout out my, my company's Instagram. All right. My company's called Step One. All right, so E E P Zero. N-E underscore music. Step one music. I get that. Step <laughs> one music. Okay. Right. Hey, got it. Write it down. Uh, got gotcha. you. Uh, we don't just do a specific type of music. We got anything for you. We got some versatile artists. And uh, look, man, we, we just want to put out some good music for you. And this year... 2020 we rebranded and we got some heat on the way if you haven't listened to our uh, our single out of touch already it's heat i promise you it was real good just go ahead and give that a listen and thank you for having me this was really oh, fun no anytime, 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 anytime. Anytime. you were great thanks man peace to the family you'll catch us next time on fresh fair entertainment peace and we out here all right y'all peace